bought a pair of shoes that I didn't need. The same ones I saw on my Instagram feed. My feet hurt real bad and my bank account's dry. I made a bad decision and I don't know why. Some people may say I blew it, but marketing made me do it. Hi, and welcome to the very first mini-sode episode of Marketing Made Me Do It. I'm one of your hosts, Sydney Bingham. And I'm the other one, Sylvia. And this is our first ever mini-sode. And we, we, to be honest, really weren't expecting to record mini-sodes. We are two busy people with full-time jobs, and um, this is kind of our side hustle. But this last week, there was just so much happening in the marketing world, and I really just wanted to talk about it. And so we agreed to start recording these mini-sodes where we can talk about what's happening in the marketing world now and get it out to you all pretty quickly. So um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Sylvia, do you have anything to add? No, I'm excited. We have some good topics lined up and uh, yeah, excited to dive in. All right. So we both have quite a few topics that we want to talk about, but I'm going to get us started and I'm, I'm going to bring it down to kind of a lower note. This past week, we all probably heard about the submersible that went missing that was searching for the Titanic, and there were five people aboard. We've since heard that they didn't make it, and it's definitely tragic. I listen to the news every morning. I listen to Up First on NPR. It's like a 10-minute news thing, and it goes over the highlights of what's happening in the world. And I know I wasn't alone in thinking, why is this getting so much attention? Because there's so much that happens in the world and in the U.S. And so, um, you know, we have mass shootings almost daily. I think we've had over 300 mass shootings in the U.S. this year. That's wild. It's crazy. And so to talk and hear about a submersible that's missing every single day, yes, it's tragic, but also why are we talking about that versus other things that are going on in the world? A couple of days before the submersible went missing, what was on the news was a migrant ship off the edge of Greece sunk and hundreds of people are still missing. And so from a scale perspective, that is obviously much more tragic than a submersible full of five people going missing. And yet the media coverage was focused on the submersible. And so there actually are articles out there that explain why the submersible got so much media attention And most of them that I've read have focused on, you know, the dramatization. It was a story that captured a lot of our attention because, number one, horrifying. Can you imagine? I think just the details were so scary. And you can picture yourself in that closed off situation, not knowing what was going on. Um, There was the hope element. You know, we were still hoping to find that submersible and people alive and, and rescue. And so it was very, it was very much a drama playing out and unfolding in front of us on the news. And that obviously captured people's attention. So on Google, you can look at trends. It's trends.google.com and you can see what the top searches are. So on Monday, the submersible was the top searched thing from spot number one to spot number five. So it was top five searches were all about the submersible. On Tuesday, it was trending in the second, fourth, sixth, and tenth space. On Wednesday, it was the number one thing that was searched on Google. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursday, it was number three and four and so on and so forth. So it's been a huge topic of interest for consumers like me. I know I searched for it. It had my attention as well. And Mm -hmm. so why is it so popular on media? Well, the answer is because we gave it attention as consumers, because we were enthralled by the story, media outlets realized if I play a clip about this story, if I add this to my queue for the day, I can get 
eyeballs and ears and people will start to pay attention, which means they might get more advertisers or be able to charge advertisers more for having some trending stories that are getting a lot of hits. And so that's why, in my opinion, this story has been so popular is it comes back to marketing and ad dollars. Media organizations realize they can make money by showing this to us. And we read and we, again, were enthralled by this story. And so we kind of fed that machine. And that's where I'm going to throw in my word of the week mm-hmm. from last week, Eurobarus, which is that <laughs> name. I know you've all been wondering. That's the word I was trying to think of. It's one of my favorite words. I just love to say it. If I got a tattoo, it would be of the Eurobarus, the snake eating its own tail. <laughs> it's a great tattoo option, great word. Add it to your vocab. But that's that snake eating its own tail. You know, it's feeding the machine. So we're feeding the machine of media when we read something and then we say, well, why is this so, why are all the news outlets covering this? Well, it's because we're reading it. We're searching for it. We're looking for it. And they want to feed that machine so that they can get more advertisers. They can make more money. They can stay afloat even. And so, you know, that's, that's really what I wanted to share. That's kind of the marketing take on why was this so popular this last week? Do you think the word, the keyword Titanic drove a lot of that too? Just because, you know, if a submersible goes missing anywhere, would it really be a, that big of a news story if it had no keyword like the Titanic attached to it? I'd be curious. I love that you bring that up. And I actually have Google Trends in front of me and James Cameron. He's the director of the Titanic, the movie, and he was trending number four on Thursday. And he also got into the conversation. He started to see quotes from James Cameron. And so that's a part of why he was trending. But also I was watching TV yesterday, as I do, (laughs) and I was searching for something. So I just went on Apple TV on the, the Apple TV app. The first thing that came up before I had a chance to type in anything was the movie Titanic. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I would say people are making money off of this tragic story. And it's the media outlets, but it's also James Cameron, because that movie is not trending. And according to TMZ, also, the song My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, we all know it, we've all heard it, had an increase of over 500,000 listeners in just Mm -hmm. a few days. So... Celine Dion is also making money off of the tragedy. And from what I understand, she hasn't commented publicly about it. But I absolutely think the popularity of the tragedy of the Titanic and then the movie has really fed the interest in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think so as well. It's very tragic. And it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of terrible that people are making money off of that. It is kind of terrible. So are you? I guess my question to you is, are you going to watch the Titanic now? based on this no no it's like a three-hour movie (laughs) and i know the ending i know i know that's like the biggest thing i've i've i think i've only watched the titanic twice in my life because it's so sad so sad girl could have let him on her little raft right yeah her plank of wood there was room (laughs) yeah good one what do you have for our mini so today yeah, I guess um, let's go the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about some some fun, interesting uh, news that is trending right now. Uh, Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. Ding, ding. Zuckerberg is planning to start a rival platform 
to Twitter called Threads. That is all under that Meta Hub or Meta Umbrella. And as you know, Facebook and Instagram are already part of that and WhatsApp, I think, as well. So just adding to it uh, with Threads, which, like I said, is going to be or is intended to be something like Twitter. What's important is that they want to cage fight. (laughs) A 50 plus year old Elon Musk, who, according to himself, is not very sporty versus Zuckerberg, who just started jujitsu on a competition level, I think. (laughs) So that should be interesting if they're actually going to do it. I, you know, tickets will probably uh, astronomically priced, but it would be, it would be hilarious. The one thing though, that is interesting to me is, you know, it's, kind of is a stab at Twitter. We all know Twitter had kind of a turbulent year (laughs) and we all don't really know which direction Twitter is going to head. I think it's still up in the air, but yeah, threads, is it going to be the new Twitter? Who knows? Are Zuckerberg and Musk actually going to cage fight? Who knows? It would definitely be entertaining. So who do you think would win in a cage fight? I think Zuckerberg from a strength perspective, probably, and fitness perspective. But, you know, you never know what Elon Musk can come up with on the last minute. Uh, he, I think, can be very creative. So, <laughs> and yeah, he has the money to to make some things happen, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'd be curious to know how much longer uh, this topic is trending um, and if it's actually going to happen. Who knows? Or if it's just a publicity stunt. So yeah, let us know what you think. Who would win, Zuckerberg or Elon Musk? Yeah, I want to talk about the fashion world for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about a brand that I follow and that I respect as a marketer. They're called Mischief. Their name is spelled M-S-C-H-F. And essentially, they are according to Wikipedia, an American art collective based in Brooklyn. And they are the producer of artworks. But I would say they are kind of like a satirical marketing inspired art. So they make things like shoes, they make cereal, popsicles, but it's all branded in in a really weird kind of way. I'm going to share with you their big red boots which were trending in the fashion world last year, and they just re-released them because they were so popular. So this is the big red boot by Mischief. Um, (laughs) To describe it to the listeners, if you've seen the show Astro Boy, or maybe it's a movie, who knows, I haven't seen it, but I've Googled it. Um, This is essentially the Astro Boy boot. And it's this big, ginormous rubber boot that is red that has kind of like a lip at the top and it's just really oversized. So this boot went live last year and it was really trending specifically with people who were trying to create content on social media. So content creators were rocking and buying this boot. It sold out with Mischief. I believe it cost about $350. It sold out wow. and it was selling for $1,400 what? per pair of boots. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? So not something, again, we're from Flagstaff, not something we would ever be caught dead in. However, <laughs> we were serious about content creation. We would buy this boot and we would unbox it and unveil it and rock it. That's the big red boot. They just relaunched in June. It's crazy. It's wild. What is the big news, though, is that they're partnering, and this is as of yesterday, we've got the news with Croc. 
boots to release no. the big yellow boot. And so sharing my story oh, with you, check my out gosh. big yellow boots. <laughs> that looks so, wild. so describe what you're saying here. I... I, so my mind went to like a beehive. (laughs) That is wild. Uh, Yeah. So I'm seeing yellow big boots with holes in them like Crocs and that, yeah, the Croc ankle holder. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever you say. Like maybe it's a handle or. Oh, wow. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I, wow. Yeah. So they partnered with a musician uh, named Tommy Cash. So he's an influencer, he's a musician, and they unveiled posts on social media with Tommy Cash rocking these boots. He's dressed as a clown with the very like black and white vibe, but then he has some yellow suspenders. You mean like a pantomime? Like a mime. There you go. <laughs> Not like a clown, like a mime. Uh, both very scary things. Yeah. And yeah, he's just wrapping the big yellow boots. Like it's his Im- impact statement. And so some of the comments are like, no way people are copying the Swiss cheese boots. Yeah, Swiss cheese um, is a good one. I believe the internet may have made a mistake. So those are some of the comments. Just quickly, I'm going to show you some other things that they've rolled out that are kind of crazy. So so they did what's called an ATM leaderboard. And so it's like a video game essentially where I think they had it at, let's see, at Art Basel, Miami. They had it in Miami and it's, looks like an ATM, you swipe your credit card, and it essentially shows the leaders of the bank account, like whoever has the most money in the bank account. So the leader, number one on the leaderboard would be the person with the most money. And like, you can see that they take a photo and they show their bank account balance. So it's like huge flex, swipe your credit card, get on the leaderboard, or be super embarrassed because you've got like $20 (laughs) in there. They also, um, this was... December of last year have the big fruit loop, which is essentially one fruit loop that fits in a bowl. Just one. You get a box, <laughs> of fruit loop, a fruit loop box, but it's just one and it fits in the bowl. And so, like I said, they sell everything, but it's all kind of a spoof on marketing and on, on branding. And so I find yeah. them really fascinating. And actually I thought we could do a little unboxing because I bought something mm-hmm. from Mischief last year. What'd you buy? Well, I was hoping I would gift this in a white elephant, but um, like a Christmas white elephant, but I wasn't invited to any parties. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept it and I never unboxed it. And this is a mischief collab with Fenty. I love Fenty. Yeah, Rihanna, queen. Queen. And let's see, I'll unbox this big brown box that has just been sitting in my house for 12 months. Just now. been waiting on this, on this, on this. podcast. So... What do we have, Sylvia? I'll show it. Oh, no, you did not. Did. You did. <laughs> I had to. So this is oh, my God. Fenty. That is hilarious. And it is makeup or ketchup. And so it's this horizontal box and it says ketchup on the top. And you flip the box around and it says makeup. And so basically what's in here is either makeup or ketchup. (laughs) Opening the box, I thought we could try. We can both take our risk. And so... That's too funny. I Yeah, I saw that. I saw that uh, release on Trend Moods. Yeah, and it's a really beautiful box. And to be honest, it was only $25, including shipping. What? Well, I mean, it's either ketchup or makeup. So ketchup is pretty important. (laughs) Fair enough. so opening it up, it comes with like six 
ketchup or makeup packets. So ketchup design, like similar packets to what you would find if you go into a restaurant and give you like the free packets. That's why $25 is kind of a lot to spend on this. So here you go, Sylvia. Oh my we can try one. And for real, this is either ketchup it's or either ketchup or makeup. Now it does say do not eat on the top. So if it's ketchup or makeup, don't eat it. So I assume oh, this is so wild. And maybe it's ketchup or maybe it's makeup. I'm gonna open mine and I will I'll open mine too. Swatch. To be honest, oh, I my... got makeup. I definitely I just... totally got ketchup. You got ketchup. Oh my god. I have to wear it the whole time. That yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. I definitely got makeup. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is beautiful. It's actually like a Fenty lip gloss. So, but that's the risk you're taking. You can spend $25 and get six <laughs> little packets of just like ketchup. straight up ketchup that you can't even <laughs> eat because it says do not eat on the packet. I know. That was one of Mischief's campaigns last year. That marketing made me do it because again, love their branding, love what they're doing. It's fun. It's on brand. It's what I'm interested in. So yeah, this is ketchup, 100%. Ketchup. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I to totally did not expect that. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, that, you know, segues pretty well into my last topic uh, for today, which is uh, lab-grown meat is starting to trend. I mean, we've all heard about, you know, the potential for lab-grown meat and um, that it's in the works and that I think in Singapore, it's already been, it's already served <laughs> to, to uh, customers. But now it's coming to the, to the U.S. as well. I think the FDA approved to cultivate chicken. <laughs> so making chicken in labs. In labs, yeah. And so I was like, how does that even work? I mean... From yeah, from what I understand is that you know samples of a cell are taken and or a fertilized egg, and based on that, it's it's growing by giving them nutrients and vitamins and amino acids, and it's wild to think about how meat is grown in the lab and how you know we as consumers adjust to accepting lab-grown meat. I mean, there's, you know, food, uh, I'm going to butcher this in English, nephobia, neophobia, neophobia, no, nophobia. There's some sort of phobia out there. <laughs> I feel like you nailed it. That sounds right. <laughs> Let's go. Um, it's, it's what I'm trying to say, you know, that tendency of rejecting something that you haven't tried before that's unfamiliar. And I feel like, you know, lab-grown meat kind of falls into that category of, I would rather eat a chicken that I know grew up yeah. in a green environment and got fed the way it was supposed to be fed and is an actual chicken. <laughs> um, who knows what you're eating with this lab-grown meat at the end of the day. And so, yeah, so supposedly I think the end of this year or next year, some restaurants in California are starting to roll out uh, some lab-grown meat. And I think that's actually a pretty smart way to bring it to the consumer just because when you as a consumer, you go to a restaurant, you know, more times than not, you know that the food is going to be delicious. And trying something new like lab-grown meat in a restaurant, you can easily develop a taste for it that you then, I think it lowers the barrier to try it yourself, buy it at a grocery store in the future and cook it yourself. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I It's trending. I'm curious to see where this goes, uh, how much more information is going to be released um, about this, but I think it's going to be interesting how we're going to market it. So what do I think is going to be important with that uh, marketing of lab-grown meat? I think transparency is going to be key 
when it comes to marketing lab-grown meat. What do you think, Sydney? Will you try it? Probably I will be not an early adopter of lab grown meat. <laughs> I'm going to wait till I hear people say that they have enjoyed lab grown meat and that they haven't grown any extra fingers from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope that's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I don't think I'll be an early adopter on that trend. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this mini-sode. It's something new that we're trying. So we're planning on releasing this every other week. So uh, Marketing Made Me Do It will actually put out one episode a week for the foreseeable future. And if you have a specific topic you'd like us to talk about, just uh, tag us or DM us on Instagram at Marketing Made Me Do It. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I bought a pair of shoes that I didn't need. The same ones I saw on my Instagram feed. My feet hurt real bad and my bank account's dry. I made a bad decision and I don't know why. Some people may say I blew it, but marketing made me do it.